holding his hatsipay. Vihine loimi boya. Sifay, it's on page ches. So the last point we learned yesterday, the Rebbe is explaining what it says in the Medrash and what the Rebbe quotes in Tanya. The purpose of creation is in the world here below, the physical world here below. And the Chiddush of the Alter Rebbe is that this idea is something that's mukhrach. You could explain it, Al-Piseichel, if you take a look at creation, the existence of Atzilus, the existence of Olam Tachten. So it could be explained that there's a hechrach to say that the Kavan is dafke here below. What is there to be gained? There's a safe right there. What is there to be gained, Dafka, in the world below, that there is no answer to, as we'll see soon. But the fact, the fact that there is something, sorry, the fact that the Kavanah of creation is Dafka, Elam Tachten, and not any of the highest spiritual worlds, that's something which is Mukhrich. What was the Hechrich? So the Lashon of the Alter Rebbe is, Hoyov Elohem Yeridim <clears throat> because the existence of any of the other worlds are a Yiride Ma'ar Panavizbarach. What's the Pshat Yiride Ma'ar Panavizbarach? So the Rebbe gave two Pirushim. One Pshat is whatever exists in Atsilus existed previously in a, in a higher state, higher than Atsilus. There's nothing new in Atsilus. Absolutely nothing new. The only thing that happened in Atsilus is a Yiride. So it can't be that the Kavan is for Atsilus if what's there was there before. It's the exact same thing. The only change is that there's an, 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 the same thing in a matzav of Yerida. It's one point. The other point that Rebbe says is, Atzilus is Giluyim. Elam Hazatachten has the very essence of Hashem invested in it, to create Yashma'ayin. So you can't say that the existence of Elam Hazatachten, which is Yashma'ayin, which is from Atzmos, is all for the purpose of the higher worlds, which are only Giluyim. Those are the two points that I've explained yesterday. We, we spoke about it more about it just yesterday, but that's the Nakuda. So now here in Sifei, the Rebbe will address a question regarding Atzilus. As we said before, that Atzilus is that place which is only Gileya Helim, meaning that whatever exists in Atzilus is a revelation of what was before. There's nothing new in the world of Atzilus. There's no concept of Yashma'ayin in the world of Atzilus. So the Rebbe addresses that, that it's not necessarily the case. We do find, according to some opinions, that the expression of Yashma'ayin is, is said also regarding Atzilus. That's the inside. The beginning of Isaiah is not an easy uh, Indian to understand. I'm just telling you in advance before I read it inside. Very difficult Indian. And really, in order to understand what the Rebbe here says properly, we would have to take a break and learn many, many pages of Chassidus and come back to see what it says here. I'm going to share the basic facts and ideas to try to explain it as clearly as possible without spending weeks and weeks on understanding these five lines. Let's see. Needless to say that the point that we said before is true. According to the opinion that the Tzemach Tzedek quotes on a Maimer, that even the Kalim of Atzilus, who Gileya Helem, is also defined as Gileya Helem. So what is the Rebbe referring to over here? There are, there's an argument regarding the existence of the world in Atzilus. So this is a machlekes that goes back by the early Mekubalim, starting from the Zman of the Rishonim. The early Mekubalim argued about Bechlal, the Pshat of the Sphiris. And the way Chassidus teaches this machlekes, 
it's negated to the be'ikir, to the kalim of Atsilas. As we know, the spheres are combined of two parts, the oiris and the kalim. Just like in every other existence that we know in this world as well. There's the energy, the, the ruchnias, the neshama, and the guf, and the existence of the person's body. The guf contains his neshama, the neshama is the energy, the, the chaya salaki. The same thing also lamayla, in the spheres of Atsilas, there are the oiris and the kalim. Now the question is, the kalim, we pretty much know what they are. We know. I mean, we can, we can define what the kalim are. The kalim is chesed, gvura, tferes, the particular the, the defined existence that this is dafke chesed and it functions in a matter of chesed and this is designed specifically for gvura and they're different. There could be even opposites. That's the concept of kalim. Now, the big question is, this existence of chesed as it is in kalim, where it's developed and defined specifically, how about in the iris before it comes into the kalim that contain them and define them? Is there the existence of chesed, gvura in the oir itself? That's the big question that Chesedus discusses. Should you say that Be'emes, <coughs> in the revelation of the oir, the way it comes from its source, it contains in a very, very sublime potential state the existence of all the ten spheres, chesed, gvura, and teferes. Elamai, in the oir, it's all there in a very potential state, it can't be expressed and defined and function in a very particular way as it is in the kalim. The kalim is just revealing the potential that already exists in the Eir. Part of the existence of the Eir itself, what is the Eir? The Eir represents the unlimited powers of Hashem. That's really the definition of Eir. Part of the unlimited powers of Hashem is the fact that He's able and capable of everything and anything. Chesed, Gvura, Teferes, whatever kinds of abilities there are in the Sphiris, that's really all part of the bleak vol of the Ebishter himself. Elamai, within the bleak vol, within the unlimited powers of the Ebishter himself, over there, Chesed is not noticeable or recognized as one entity. Gvur is not recognized as another entity. It's all part of the unlimited powers of Hashem. And therefore there, Chesed and Gvura are not recognized as separate. They're all there in a state of potential. Now, in the Kalim, the Kalim define them, the Kalim separates that this is Chesed, and this is the function of Gvura, and this is the Feres, and so on. If we're going to look at Kalim in that way, if that's what the relationship of the Eidist and the Kalim of, of the Sviris of Atzilus is, so then, Kalim again is not anything new. The Kalim is merely revealing the existence of Chesed Gvura that exists in its potential state in the Eir. And in the Kalim, it defines it and contains it and brings it out and expresses it in a more concrete way. That's, that's all that the, the function of Kalim is. So it's still Gilui HaHelem. It's revealing what's concealed in the Eir. But then there's another opinion, which the Rebbe is going to quote momentarily, that the Pshat of Kalim is, Kalim is a Chiddush. There's something that's really new in Kalim that you don't have in Eir. Kalim is one thing, Eir is another thing, it's two different things. Eir expresses the bleak vol of Hashem, and the Ebishter himself is Poshet Betachlas Apshitis. Simplicity in the sense of that there is no Tzir there. There's no, there's, it can't be defined in any way. Not only can it not be defined in any concrete way, that this is Chesed, this is Gvura, there isn't even a potential of Chesed and Gvura there either. What Eir expresses is the Ebishter's bleak vol power that has no def definition whatsoever. It's Poshet. It doesn't relate to any particular function whatsoever, not even in the most sublime potential state at all. Kalim is the source of the existence of a tzir, the existence of a function of chesed, of gvura, of teferes, the fact that the unlimited powers of Hashem could be limited and defined and effective in one particular way or another particular way, that's a chiddush of kalim. 
That's something that Kalim introduces, and Kalim has its own source. It's a separate union of the Lord. It's Yashma'ayin. It's a Dova Chodosh. There's the unlimited powers of Hashem that's expressed through the Eir in Atzilus, and the Kalim is a separate thing that's Mechadish, the existence that the Ebishter functions through these particular ways. So, if that's the Pshat, as much as it's true that Eilam Haza Agashmi, the existence of a physical entity, a Yesh, a Gashmi, is a new entity that Hashem creates, of course, everything comes from Hashem, but Hashem creates a new entity, Yesh Ma'ayin. So too, the fact that there's an existence of Chesed, Vura, Teferes, is a new function, a new existence of Yesh Ma'ayin that Eivisha creates. That Eivisha's unlimited ability could come and function and be effective through these particular midas, these particular spheres. It's new. It's Adava Chadash. As much as the Gashmi is Adava Chadash, the Kalim is also Adava Chadash. So if so, the question over here is going to be, as just like we said, that the Dafkin Elam Hazah Gashmi, you have the revelation of Atzmos, that creates a Dova Chodosh. Maybe we could apply the same thing to Atzilus. Divide the world of Atzilus into two. There's the Eiris of Atzilus, there's the Kalim of Atzilus. The Eiris is a direct expression of, of the Eibishter, which is not a Dova Chodosh. Mashenken Kalim is the Eibishter creates a new existence of these functions of Chesed and Gvura. And that is only the power of the essence of Hashem Himself could do. And therefore, we, maybe we should say that over there is expressed the very essence of Hashem. So why should the Kavanah be Dafka here in Tachtainen? That's the question of the Rebbe. Let's see inside. So the Eiris don't have potential even for Chesed? Let's see, let's see inside. This is a small part of the picture. There's a Hemshech here. But this is the shot in the question. Let's continue. Shagam again. So loy mi boyla shete shmevyad moratzamach tzedek. Shagam akelam datzilus ogilia helen. Needless to say that the opinion that says that the kelam of atzilus are defined as gilia helen, they are merely revealing what existed before in the lights in the revelation of the uh, unlimited powers of Hashem in a concealed state. They reveal them the lishitizu. According to this opinion, harei bevadai eina kavane b'shvilo atzilus. Most definitely the point that we said in the previous ice, that the world was not created for Atzillus. Why not? So we said there because number one, it's a Yerida. Yerida from what was before. Whatever exists in Atzillus existed before and is just coming out on a lower level. So there's nothing new here. And then the other point is that we said, and this is all expressions of Hashem. It doesn't relate to the very essence of Hashem. And the world, Elam Tachtin, does have the essence of Hashem invested in it. So you can't say that Giluyim, that Atzmos, is for a world which is Giluyim. So that's understood. According to the second shot, that he brings over there, the Kalim of Atzilus are a Briya Similar to Elam Gashmi, which is Yashmain, the Kalim are also Yashmain. So then why, why shouldn't we say then that maybe the Kavana is for the Kalim of Atzilus, which are Yashmayim? So the Rebbe qualifies this concept. What does it mean that the Kalim of Atzilus are Yashmayim? Is it the same as the concept of Yashmayim that we refer to as Elam Haza Agashmi? The Yash Agashmi is Yashmayim? Is that the same Yashmayim? So the Rebbe says no. It's not the same kind of Yashmayim. He, Nembavur, Bekamemakaimis. It's explained in other places. Shema Shonu this that we say, that the Kalim of Atzilus are Yashmayin, they're in something new. 
that does not exist before. It doesn't mean in the literal sense that it's Yashma'ayin, like we say regarding the existence of the Yashagashmi, that's Taka Yashma'ayin. That's something that comes from nothing. And that expresses the true essence of Hashem. When it comes to the Kalim of Atzilas, though, it's not really Yashma'ayin. It doesn't express the essence of Hashem because it's not the literal idea of Yashma'ayin. Kiyim. So then why, according to this opinion, do they refer to the Kalim as Yashmayin? In contrast to what Oyer is, in contrast to what Oyer expresses with its revelation, what the Kalim express, with what they do when they contain and they define Chesed and Gvura, you compare that to the Oyer, it's, compar- it's called Yashmayin. But it's not really the concept of Yashmayin. So the Rebbe explains what is what, so what is the Lashon of Yeshma'ayin, and why would it be called Yeshma'ayin in contrast to the Ayur? So here the Rebbe says as follows, and here the Rebbe introduces a whole new Indian, which needs a long Hezber. We'll try to do this B'Kitzit, and to the point. Mipnei, and the point here is, Shashayrish HaKelem HaRishima. The source of Kelem comes from Rishima, which literally means the leftover mark of, before Tzimtzum, that remained there even after Tzimtzum. What the Rebbe is referring to over here is, it says, as we know in Kabbalah, this is quoted many, many times in the beginning of Eitz Chaim, that when the Abisha created the world, he removed, there was the Tzimtzum Arishin. There's many Tzimtzum, but the Tzimtzum Arishin is the most significant one. What happened in the case of the Tzimtzum Arishin? The Abisha completely removed all of the revelation of bleak vul that existed before Tzimtzum, and what remained was a halalamakampani, a void, an empty space, that allows for the, for the existence of Seder Ishtalshulus and the Metzius of Velt to come into existence. That's what happens by Tzimtzum Arishin. But it says in Kabbalah, besides a Rishima, there was a Rishima, there was a Rishim, a mark, a, a leftover of something, of before Tzimtzum, that remained, that was not completely removed. What is this all about? What's this mark that was left over? So what's explained in Chassidus is, as much as the Ebishter has the power and is, bleak vol, he's infinite, the Kayach of Gvul, to function and do things in a limited way, is also part of his infinite powers, is also part of his existence. Gvul and Bligvul are both there. You can't limit and say that the Ebishter only is Bligvul and not Gvul. When the Ebishter removes his infinite existence in order to allow for a limited world to emerge and come into being, so the Bligvul, the Oyer HaBligvul is removed. That's completely removed or concealed. That's the real, I mean, it says the Lashon Siluk. Because it's bederech silik, but what it really means is it's totally concealed, and the oyer hagvul remains there. That's a roshim that's left over, that's remained, that's not removed from its place. That's the pshat of the rishima that the Rebbe is talking about here. Let me explain. Let me give a, a simple marshal benegay to nashpa of rav and talmud, which chassidus gives. When you have nashpa from a rav and talmud, there's the idea, there's the concept that the rav is trying to share. And he's sharing it to a Talmud that's on a completely different level than the teacher. So there's the Oyer Abligvul, so to speak, which in the Moshe would be the idea and the concept that the Rav is sharing. But then there's the Oisius, the letters, the words that he chooses to put those ideas into in order to share it. Every time you have a Dvar Seichel, there's two components. There's the idea, and then there's the limiting aspect of the idea that he shares, if the, if the idea that he shares does not have a design, a beginning, middle, and end, and particular words and sentences and paragraphs that he's sharing the Indian in, so then the, the, the idea will not come across. 
And it's the same thing also when you write something. You look at an idea that's written in a cipher, there's a concept that's being shared, and then there's the actual letters, there's the actual words. Each letter makes up a word, and then the word makes up a sentence, the words make up sentences, and so on. So the actual words itself is the Hagbala, the limiting aspect of this Dvar Seichel in order for it to be able to carry through. If you remove the idea, if you remove the concept, and all that's left is the Oisius, just Oisius alone, that are there without any Dvar Seichel whatsoever. If a great, if a Chacham Godel, instead of sharing the Dvar Seichel through the Oisius, he just jots down a few words for himself, as like in taking notes for himself in order to not forget the idea. So he takes some notes and he writes down the idea on a piece of paper. And someone else would look at these words. All he would see is just some words. The, 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 the few words that encapsulate the idea, but you don't see the, the, the concept, he won't notice at all. He'll see just words, which is the gvul of it. The fact that he can condense the idea into these few limited words, but the concept will not come across. Right? So those are the two aspects that exist in a revelation of a person, in a hashpah that comes out of a person. So just as it is over here, lamata, by a, by a human being, so the same thing, also. there's the Koyach HaBligvul, which expresses the entity of Hashem, expresses the Bligvul of the Eivishu that existed before any Tzimtzum whatsoever. But then there's the Koyach HaGvul. What's the Koyach HaGvul? The power to limit, the power to conceal, the power to withhold. That power is also there. When Tzimtzum happens, in order to allow the world to come into existence, the Koyach HaBligvul is removed. Otherwise the world can't exist. But the Koyach HaGvul, which is what's called the Rishime, the leftover, that remains. That Koyach HaGvul remains, and that is the Shairish of Kalim. The fact that, what do Kalim really do? Kalim take the Eir and define them, contain them. Because if the Eir doesn't have that container, it won't be effective. Then it's bleak vul, it can't function and be effective in one particular way. The Kalim is the Koyach, to limit and to define and to conceal the, the unlimited power of the Eir. What's the Eir itself? The Eir is Fakert. The Eir is there to reveal and to express the unlimited source. Not to conceal. Eir and Kalim, when you look at it really, from this angle for sure, are really opposites. Eir is about revealing what is in the source, like in the Mashal I said before, to share the ideas that the person has. Kalim is about limiting it, about concealing it. When, if a Rav will share with a Talmud the full idea that he has in his head, which for the world of the Talmud is bleak vul, will overwhelm the Talmud. The Talmud won't understand what he's saying. He won't get it. It's not organized. Either. It would be too much for him. The Kalim is what makes it possible, how? Through reconcealing what's really going on in the world of the Rav, that the Talmud should be able to receive what he has. So really, in essence, the difference between Eir and Kali is the source of Eiris is the Koyach of the Ebishter to reveal, to express, to give, which is the unlimited power. The Kayach of Kalim, the source of the Kayach of Kalim, which comes from what's called the Rishima, is the Kayach of the Ebishter to limit and to conceal. And that's, that remains, that symptom doesn't affect that, and that's the Shadish of Kalim. So what's the significance of this? Now let's continue inside now. <coughs> the source of the Kalim, Me'a comes from this level of the Kayach of the Eibisha to conceal, which is called Rishime. Shehi b'chines helem. This Kayach is a Kayach of helem, a Kayach to conceal. Obachein gam mitziyusan, so therefore also the existence of the Kalim themselves, hu ba'ayfin shemekayram behelem. They, in their relationship to their source, is behelem. 
when you, when you look at the Kalim themselves, they function in a similar way to the way their very source itself is. Which is that there's a disconnect, there's a Helem, they don't feel the connection to their source. Which is the exact opposite of the way Oyer functions. What's the whole idea of an Oyer? You take a look at Oyer, you see... It takes you back to the source. That's what Chassidus always says, right? Oyer is me'ein amor. You look at the Oyer, it tells you the nature of the source because that's the whole concept of what Oyer is. Oyer is about expressing and giving what there is in the source. You look at the Oyer, it, it tells you the nature of what there is in the source. Kalim is the exact opposite. The source of Kalim is the power of Hashem to conceal. So therefore, Kalim themselves, when they exist, are also functioning in a way that you don't see their connection to their source. You look at Kalim themselves, there's a disconnect to the source. They seem to be a new, a new Indian that's not connected at all to the source. But that itself is Takemitzad, what the nature of the source is. Because the nature of the very source is that this is the Kayachahelim of the Ebishter. So therefore, Kalim as well is a Kayachahelim, is a Kayach to conceal what exists in the source. So when you look at Kalim, it will, you will see an Indian that's new. When you look at Kalim, what you see is a new Indian of Gvul that's concealed, that's not related to the source. That's why it's referred to as Yashmayim. When you look at Eir, what do you see in Eir? That Eir is a Hemshech. Eir is an outgrowth. Eir brings and, draw, and draws down and reveals what exists in the source. That's the difference between Eiris and Kalim. So therefore, Legabe Eir... Comparing Kalim to Oir and Kemoy Bria Yashmain. The Oir is like, uh, sorry, the Kalim that is, are, are like Yashmain. That's comparing it to Oir. Since by Oir, when you look at light, the Oir expresses what's in the source. When you look at Kalim, Kalim are c- concealed what's in the source. So in that aspect, the, the Kalim is something new. Avalagabi Arishima and Gileahalim. But Kalim, Lagabi, their source, which is the Rishima, Kalim is expressing the power of, of Gvul that exists in the source, which is the Rishima. So it's not, it's not Yashmayin. It's not truly Yashmayin, like the existence of Yashmayin in Elam Hazah Gashmi. So ultimately, the point over here is, the bottom line, the point over here is, the, the fact that there's an existence of Chesed, Gvuret, Teferes, which defines the Oyer and functions in a particular way, is not anything that comes out of nothing. It's not something that exists that the Ebesha has a Kayach. This doesn't express the Kayach of the Ebesha, the Kayach Atzmus, to create something out of nothing. No, this Kayach of Helen, that the Ebesha functions through a, a very concealed way, Chesed, Gvura, Teferes, that's a concealment. That's not the Pshitas of the Ebesha. The fact that he functions particularly through Chesed, particularly through Gvura, that's a Kayach of Helen that is defined to this. Where, is that, where does that come from? Ebishter has that within himself also, that potential within himself, which is the Kayach HaGvul. Elamai, it doesn't come from the Kayach HaBligvul. There are two different Kayachs. There's the Kayach HaGvul and the Kayach HaBligvul. According to this opinion, the Shadish of what Kalim do comes particularly from the Rishimi, which is Kayach HaGvul. Not, it's not related to the Kayach HaBligvul. It's Ki'ilu, two different things. Although this, it's not exactly two different things, there's much more to this. But according to this Shitta, Kalim is Kayach HaGvul. And therefore, if you look at Kalim in contrast to Oyer, it's considered to be Yashmai. The other opinion, just going back for a second, the other opinion holds that whatever you have in Kalim, and whatever the Kayach HaGvul of Kalim is, that it defines and it conceals, which is connected to the Rishimu, is also related to the Kayach HaBligvul. That also itself exists in a more sublime state, even in Kayach HaBligvul Gufa. 
that itself is part of Kayach Abligvul. So it's, it's not two separate things. But even if we're going to say that Kalim is a separate thing, but it's not Yashmayan. It's just that what, ex- what happens in Kalim is concealed and sort of disconnected. It seems to be disconnected from its source because its source is Kayach Helem, and the way it comes out is also in a way of Helem, different than the Ayur itself. Okay, but the bottom line is that both Eiris and Kalim are all Gilea Helem. Okay, move on. If so, the conclusion remains the same. The purpose of creation is not any of the higher worlds, the Ruchni is the worlds, which are Gilea Helem. The purpose of creation is Dafke here in this physical world. And here in this world, what is the Aveda to subdue the Sitrachra and to transform the Sitrachra? That's the conclusion of the scene, going back to the point we said before. The Rebbe continues now with uh, another point. Although today it says, what do we accomplish today? Achshav, today meaning before Mashiach comes. What do we accomplish? Through doing mitzvahs. Today, the mitzvahs that we do, do we see the revelation of these mitzvahs here below in this physical world? We're saying that the whole kavana is to bring the revelation of Adir B'tachtainim. Do we see that revelation of Adir B'tachtainim today when we do mitzvahs? No. So it says that today, until Mashiach comes, the accomplishment of mitzvahs is that it brings a greater revelation where? In the world of Atzilus. So the question is, Vim Kain, if so, Eichanu Oimrim, how do we say, Shigam Achshav Ikrav Kavanu Oilam Hazadavka, that even now, the Ikr Kavanu of creation is Oilam Hazad, if the mitzvahs we do today, it says, bring revelation in the world of Atzilus and not in Oilam Hazad. The Rebbe Marash explains, Shaydi Seilu, these revelations that happen in the world of Atzilus, the marshal he gives is, it's like something that's there and it's locked in a, in a box. It's locked in, it's, 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 it's there waiting to be revealed here below. That's the point. Whatever's happening in Atsilos is really all for the purpose of that it's going to bring revelation here in this world below. LMI today, the world below is not a Kaili fort. The world is not fully refined and elevated to be ready to receive the revelation in the Eilam Tachten. So therefore the place where the effectiveness of mitzvahs are felt is in the world of Atsilus. But whatever happens in the world of Atsilus is all for the purpose of this world here below. It's like when you give a person a gift and the gift is in a closed box. And it's, un- not, un- it's not unwrapped yet. What is the point? That the gift should remain wrapped in the box? No. The whole point is to unwrap it and to reveal it and expose it, that it should come down here in Taylam Hazatilas. Whatever revelations we accomplish through mitzvahs that today are only sensed in the world of Atsilas, but it's not for the purpose of Atsilas itself. It's only for the purpose of Atsilas. And that purpose, which will ultimately be revealed when Mashiach comes here in the world below, we will un, un, unwrap and we will see the essence of Hashem here in the world below. That's Tafke here. The Einam is Galim Batsilos. And that cannot be revealed in the world of Atsilos. So, whatever effect is felt in the world of Atsilos is not the real and full purpose and ultimate purpose of what mitzvahs are. There is a certain additional oil that's felt and accomplished in the world of Atzilus, but the full effect and the real purpose of mitzvahs will be revealed only when Mashiach comes and Eilam Hazat Tachtum will be a keli to the revelation of those mitzvahs, then we will see the effectiveness of those mitzvahs here Lamata and Eilam Hazat.
Did anyone get anything I said before about the Kalim and Otis or whatever? It was Otis to tell you. Okay. It's uh, okay. You understand? <laughs> <laughs> do, you, do you mind if I grab this for a second? There's a compilation of two fruits, of two, two vegetables that I could, couldn't get a good translation for. Carva, Silka, and Kara. Carva is cabbage. Silka is... Beets. Okay. And Kara 